Hello, welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock, the the only podcast about Singapore's uh, pop music scene that features two hosts called Chris and Kevin. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Nowadays, I I realize that you know throughout the past uh, few years or whatever, how many months we've been doing this thing. You know, we've always tried. We've always introduced ourselves as as a as one of the, as like the only podcast doing local pop music. But I realized, of course, that I was wrong. I admit that I was wrong. Um, fudging, you're fudging, later, fudging the truth. Yeah, I'm fudging. Yeah, I'm fudging. What the fudge? What the fudge? Is. You know, I, I we'll explain all this later. <laughs> but but before we do that, let's get into uh, uh, talking about you know how much has happened since the last episode. Because you know, time flies, right, Kevin? Time flies. Yeah. Busy, busy living our lives. Yeah. yeah. Still trying to okay, chill and promote the album as much as well. Trying to get, trying to get all that money that Spotify owes me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, El- Kevin's uh, album is called Time Flies. Um, the song that you, you, or you're still playing under us um, is uh, one of the tracks from that song. A uh, very interesting title called Binge Drinking Myself to Life. Care to explain more? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, uh, I got very deeply acquainted uh, with alcohol in the last few years. Right, so it's become a very good friend, specifically specifically whiskey. Right, so whiskey is like so. I so that that song really is about how you know it's I suppose it's an ironic comment about alcohol and all that. So it's like talking about mm. how uh, drinking actually uh, saved my life. Uh, mm, okay, I mean there's there's a certain germ of truth to it, but of course it's not meant to be taken seriously. That somehow. Being an alcoholic is a good idea. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, that's part of one. Of, that's one of the themes of the album. But, uh, but but yeah, so if you guys haven't uh, heard of it or, or you know, check out Time Flight, it's it's on all the streaming platforms, all right? All of them. 220 countries. That's what they always tell you. you, know, you <laughs> I don't even know whether the world has 220 countries, but we'll assume so. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to get on, you know, um, buy it on Bandcamp and all that because uh, Kevin Matthews has a KPI this year and then if he doesn't <laughs> meet the KPI, then he does <laughs> he can't get the award this year. <laughs> <laughs> and then also because uh, and I, I'm not I'm not just saying this because you know I was part of this whole album and stuff. You're like not? That. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> Although he did promise me some royalties if you know he managed to sell more than one thousand copies. So you know, yeah. please go and buy. Twenty percent <laughs> of zero is still twenty percent. That's true. <laughs> um, actually, speak out of time. Time flies. So ten years. Ten ago. years ago, exactly. Yeah, giving you a yeah. thing. Okay, okay, ago. fine. So <laughs> ten years ago, one of our guests actually uh, met Kevin for the first time. And the other guest, I can say that I have known personally for at least 75 minutes collectively. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just 
give them a warm round of applause and uh, you know welcome them to the podcast. Lion City Rock welcomes Ray and Crevis. Hey. 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 hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. How have you guys been? How how are things going with you guys? Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, just started doing music again. Uh, actually, before this uh, Zoom meeting. We're actually writing a song together. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Not to expose us right now. I think that it should be kept like a Why? secret. Because like, if anything fails, right, then like, you know, I feel the pressure to it, release something. It won't something. fail. La. Come on. <laughs> okay, la, maybe archive. La. Archive for the next five years. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like we, we've been together for like seven and a half years and we're married and like wow. and as a music producer we rarely like mix songs together or like write songs together so mm. I think like just 30 minutes ago was quite refreshing you know like we were actually like writing songs together recording like some drafts some demos yeah <laughs> okay yeah uh, just so for people who don't know maybe maybe the two of you can just quickly do a brief intro of yourselves and uh, you know, ex- explain who you are and what you do. Okay, it's me. Hi. So hi, my name is Dres Taliha. Uh, I'm an artist. So I do many things. So uh, I host. I I sing if they required me to dance and act, and so I shall. Um, I think it was only two years back that I released three original songs under Homegrown, mm. and. Uh, I am the host for the Backstage Pass with MDC that's airing on Power 98 Love Songs. Yes. and uh, It's Sunday, yes. Sunday what time? Oh, uh, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. <laughs> so what the show yeah. does is it, we, we bring in guests who are musicians or performing uh, arts, uh, artists in Singapore. Mm. Yeah, and I met quite a number of, of wide various fields, my English, a wide field of artists in Singapore. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I've been doing it for four years now. So it's been four seasons wow. of the show. Okay. Okay. And how about you, uh, Kravis? Uh, I, similar to Ray, I do a lot of things. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was a musician first and then I, I became a producer. Mm. Uh, which I I only start to realize that there's very two very different things, even though they are both related to music. Because mm. right now my instrument is like the laptop, <laughs> which, yeah, okay, which mm. is a pretty hard instrument to learn. <laughs> I'm still learning, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I was a I was a pianist before that. Uh, mm. I played a trumpet during my primary school days, trumpet wow. and trombone. Mm. Then wow. I learned piano only in poly. Then I started learning how to play, like because I was classic. I was a classical trained pianist. Then only when I went to poly, when I started learning how to play like uh, pop songs, some jazz songs and all that. Then it kind of like gravitate to production as well because I like producing uh hip hop R and B music. So the it kind of like gels together and all that. So I've been making beats for like I think since 2015 so that's like seven seven eight years ago yeah uh they'll do a couple of collabs with a couple of artists uh recently I did an EP with uh my singer she's from France 
So I, oh, during wow. my uni days, I actually went to the UK to do like a student exchange, and that's how I met her. And then we did our first EP, our first album together. And then the most recent one was actually, uh, like a quarantine album. So it was done remotely. So mm. I made I made the tracks, like here, and then I sent it over. Like we transfer over, and then she record them and send back over. I'll mix them, send back for revisions and other. So it was a pretty cool, uh, different workflow. You know. Saves me a lot of money. I don't have to buy a freaking plane ticket to go over there. <laughs> even though I, I I actually was supposed to do that, but COVID hit, so right, right. It still gets the work done, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And cause of that, we were supposed to do the album launch, um, with her obviously. But I had this crazy idea where I decided to put her on the TV and with a live band around the TV. So we did that concept at I think last year. Yeah, it was last year's uh, Esplanade All Things New. Yeah. Oh, so okay. my my singer uh, Maya Digger, she was on the TV, uh, singing, and then the my me and my band were playing to her singing in the TV. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Really? So yeah. she was performing live at at, at the same time. Uh, it, that's or the trick. It? It, it feels like. It feels like she's performing live. I mean, I can say the secret out now because like, I'm not going to keep any secrets. Like, I, I want to see people do this. I, I really want to see people try this method if they have a reason to. I have a reason to do it because of COVID. But if you have no reason, you might as well just fly your singer down. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah. basically, how, how we did it was uh, I don't see it as a music gig anymore. I see it more as like a theater play. So we mm. actually we actually time everything like the stuff I say the stuff wow. that uh, okay okay so there's a script like even like what right. I'm gonna say it's it's all well rehearsed so that I basically typed out like a uh, a dialogue so Maya has to memorize the dialogue so like she says this then like okay this last word of her sentence is my cue to say this ah, so on the okay, show okay. people think that she's actually there on the TV that right, kind of thing right right. Yeah, so uh, it's on YouTube. I can I can drop the link later. I re- I only recently just uploaded it because uh it's like a year it's like a year late. Yeah, the I have the the full <laughs> performance video. I can share it with you guys later. Yeah, 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 yeah. please, please. We'll, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Besides that, I I'm also a dancer. I teach breaking. Yeah, so that's like my only form of exercise. I don't do sports. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's really one more form of exercise than me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. exactly. <laughs> my exercise is sitting down and breathing, mostly. You know. Same. I agree with you, Chris. I do that all the time. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe Ray, you can talk about. I mean, you know, since uh, since you're doing backstage pass, which is a, a program, it's also mm. it's also a podcast. There's also a podcast version on the on the Kamokakis app that we. That, that people can download and listen to. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe we can talk a bit about that as well. Like how do you I mean how do you get into that uh or, or a bit more about yourself? Like how was music a thing that you always wanted to do? And you know, was talking to musicians also a thing that you wanted to do? So this this is a very long story, but I think it's a story that not many people know how I got into this industry. Because personally I feel that it's fate and destiny that brought me into like 
the media <gasps> music industry. The industry? Yeah. No. It's, it's, I'm not kidding, okay? So here's, this is how the story goes, okay? I have my late grandmother. So when she was growing up, she always wanted, she loved singing. She loved music. Ah, okay. She wanted to be like a singer, performer. But like back in the kampung days, you know, that is seen as like a bad job. You know, you shouldn't be like on stage, mm. wearing kebaya, singing and performing. Right, right. So what she will do is at night when everybody goes to sleep, right, she will bring her kebaya inside her bag, like you know, those foldable kain bag, and then mm. she will sneak out of the house to go to like the performing area nearby to sing. And she goes mm. by like a different name. And I only found out about this when um, she passed away and my grand-aunt told me this story because she's very close with my grand-aunt. Yeah. So I knew that when I started um, going for auditions for theatre. So I'm theatre trained. Um, I did a musical theatre called Our Boys to Men, the musical. And then mm -hmm. um, the manager of that time of music and drama company, she found me on the musical and then she was like hey this girl can perform this girl can dance can sing so like why not bring her in for music and drama company so that's how my creative art journey began because back then i was doing more of um theater and education a lot of psychology intervention with kids and youth and that is something that i major in also because i major in counseling psychology so that is like my actual dream job <laughs> but since I, you know, I got into music and drama company and you offered to um, give classes to develop your talents and your skills be in dancing or hosting or singing so I grew from there so one of the shows that I did I hosted with a DJ on Power 98 shout out to Jeremy right now and he was like hey you have a nice voice you know you you, you should try give your voice test to Power 98 and like, let's see whether, you know, we can train you to be a DJ. And that's how I got in the role as the host for the Backstage Pass with MTC. So it started out really small. It was just me and one producer. That's it. Okay. Yeah. And like, we wrote all the script. We, we looked out for all the up and coming um, artists who just released songs, who just started making music. And because we realized last time there was a radio station who focuses on the local music, but then like they are no longer around. So that's mm. what me and my producer, Shu Ping, wanted to restart again because we have so much talents in Singapore. But at the same time, we, we are not sure whether the society of Singapore is ready for local music, but there are so many nice local music out there and mm. acts that, you know, they just don't have that platform to be heard or like to be pushed forward onto radio shows and streams. Yeah, so that was the dream. So from the first season all the way to season four, we grew quite a lot. We met and we saw um, some artists grow and develop further even more. And well, but the sad thing is, the one pattern that we saw is that they don't grow locally. They only started growing locally when they go international. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting point. And it's something that... Uh... Like, you know, people here, or rather, there are a lot of artists here, right, who, who do their thing, but only when they make it big in another country. I mean, there's so many examples uh, from the past. Uh, we talk about Big Lee, yeah. who, like, before, before Mad Chinaman was big in, in Japan, you know, he, the, the company was ready to, the, the record label was ready to drop him 
because yeah. no, no, he, he wasn't selling at all. Tanya Chua, same also. Tanya was doing English music here mm. before yeah, yeah. she decided to switch, and then she became yeah. a she came quite big in in Taiwan after that. Yeah. And yeah. then everybody's like, "Ooh, Tanya Chua, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah la. So you have to kind of <laughs> prove yourself outside, then they believe that you're good. They can't make that make up their minds themselves. You see. Is it a Singaporean thing? They need validation to know that it's good music. Then they, ah, yeah, good music, nice. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I mean, that seems to be that seems to be the thing, right? I mean, you know, even mm. even our, our crop of artists these days, it's a bit sad that. that but you know, we have yeah. we have our theories about this, lah. I mean, it all goes back to seventies, <laughs> lah. So you know. yeah, yeah, all of that, which will be revealed in our new book. <laughs> you guys have a book do share more no la, no, la. no 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 we don't yeah. no book la. no book la. no book la. no book no book you write la. yeah y'all two can do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah I can only write about the local uh, musicians now uh, not your era la, but my era people we need to start creating tomorrow's heritage today we'll see we'll see You'll think I think about it. I've got 101 things to do, including planning of the house. <laughs> so the two, you two are you two are a, a, a music couple, an MDC couple as they call it. Mm. Uh, in a way. Mm. And and Curtis, you were saying this is the first this is like one of the few times like earlier was one of the few times that you guys actually put into collab. Why why haven't I mean I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. Why haven't you guys thought about doing this before? because uh, I think it's more like a genre ah, clash. Okay, okay. Yeah, because the stuff I make is very, it's very underground. Uh, it's very like J. Diller, Moss Def, all the underground stuff. Right, right. Then for Ray, she likes uh, uh, more poppy stuff. Like I would say like the bubblegum sound, that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, we recently we were trying to find something in the, in the middle ground that uh, my production can fit and her vocal style can fit somewhere in the middle. Yeah, mm. that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. And the other reason is because of there's so many clash. We also have very different working styles. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so that okay. is something that needs to be worked upon. But because we are, you know, married couple sharing the same space, right? Cannot fight or have too much conflict, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I work very like on the spot. Yeah, it's like, it's very like, uh, more like a jamming, that kind of thing. Whereas for Ray, she mm. has to like sit down and carefully write different workflows. Like, for me, it's like, I'm on the spot. I, I, I like to jam to like get ideas out, that right, kind of right. thing. Yeah, right. which I think is a right. good, uh, it's a good dynamic to have, you know, like yin and yang, like that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, I feel stressed. Like, huh? You want something now? Give me time. Give me time. I haven't feel like I'm <laughs> I think I'm the worst person to jam with. Like, I can sit down and enjoy a jam. Sure. Right. But you ask me right. to take part of a jam. I'll be so stressed. I think mm. I went to one time. Oh my god, can I share this story for you? Mm. Okay, so one of the classes that we had in music and drama company was music theory. Because I, mm. I, I didn't come from an art school. So like, 
coming to a music department in the music and drama company, you know, you have to be able to like catch, read the, do the um, pitch and notes and then uh, sight reading. But like, you know, it's so brand new to me. It's so hard to like catch it. Everybody goes so fast as if like, you know, it's ABC for them. But for me, it was very hard. So because my partner is, you know, he's been doing music since he was young. So maybe, you know, I can approach him like, hey, you know, teach me lah. Like, I need some extra tutoring. Then he was like, okay, sure. So after work, let's go out and meet. So we eat dinner and then like, you find somewhere to sit and I will teach you. So as he was teaching me, right, <laughs> he keeps on repeating things, right, in a way where I cannot understand. And I got so annoyed, but he keeps on pressurizing. Okay, I wouldn't say pressurizing. But he sincerely wants me to like understand it, but I cannot grasp yeah. the whole concept <laughs> of it. Oh no. But I think... <laughs> I'm like, no, you can't do this. I believe in you. Why? Just, just get it. It's just like that. Then I was like, why is it like that? And then like, explain to me. Then he'll be like, it's just like that. I'm just like, oh my God. And I broke down crying, guys. Obviously, never learned anything from my lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I, you need to like fill me up. What did Kevin teach you? Like, what module is it? It's a, I can't remember. It's either, either music theory or music composition. I think it's music yeah. theory. Yeah. Music theory, yeah. Uh, two one two one five, but I think the workshop. Yeah. yeah so long ago now, ten years ago. Yeah, very long, very long ago. Oh my god. But I, I must say, like, I mean, thinking back, back then, the the module was not straightforward. I think they have simplified it since then, yeah. but it was kind of very chim back then, you know. Mm. Very very chim. So I always feel very sorry for the students. It's like, wow, how to make this simpler. A lot of the RP students, uh, not everybody. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it was thought, it was too cheap. It's like he teaches also very cheap. <laughs> so we transpose to you, it's also cheap. Okay, no, I need a kindergarten level of music uh. theory. <laughs> Chris, you try lah, you try. You ask Kevin, teach you, you see. You will go through hard times like I did. Speaking of hard times and, and, and all that, I mean, the thing is, what, what what's interesting is, a lot of times when we ask them about their music journey and stuff like that. Um, you know, we, we, mm. we usually we usually like to ask them like what what would they consider to be like, you know, the biggest challenge or, or you know the biggest obstacle you guys face in, in your in your respective uh music journeys mm. as well. I mean I, I know Ray you 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 mentioned that you put out three original tracks um, out before. Was is this a thing that you want to do? If yes or no or if not, why not? You know, that kind of thing. And Kravis for you as well, since you've been doing since you switched from becoming a musician to a producer, what are the kind of different uh, obstacles you guys tend to face or the biggest challenge in, in doing music? Yeah me to go first. Yeah you can go first. Yeah. I think mine is short like, because my years of experience as a singer is not as extensive as Kravis as a musician. Mm. But like ever since I released my three original songs in Homegrown, I have been contacted by um, Kuala Lumpur record labels to you oh, know like, okay. whether I'm interested to like, sign up with them. But as mm. much as I want to, it's because financial, uh, financial I feel is the biggest obstacle and the mm. addiction to stability as can. How much can I say? As a Singaporean, we are slave to CPF. <laughs> yeah. So that is the biggest challenge. Because as much yeah. as you want to grow as an artist, you want to take risks mm. and like fly out. But if you have commitments, mm. you have bills to pay, how? Mm. How? And as much as you want to balance a work 
and passion lifestyle. You are still human. There's 24 hours a day. As much as you want to grind through, mm-hmm. your energy and your concentration is split into two. And you can mm-hmm. never reach a full potential either work or passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's mine. Yeah. So I think I think that's that's a very real problem that uh, you know, I mean, you know, I've been dealing with Singapore musicians for a long, mm. long time, and we've done this podcast as well. And that's always that's always been the the dilemma that Singaporean musicians have. You know, this this idea that right, you have this choice that you uh, face. Right? Should I really go all out and pursue my passion, or do I? Or can? Or should I be a typical Singaporean pragmatic? Right? And then take care of you know all those issues, all the security issues and stability issues. So yeah, it's nothing new lah. It's always the same, same problem, unfortunately. Because unfortunately, the music industry here isn't uh, big enough or developed enough to give that security to musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or you know, like, like I was telling some people as well. Like if you read all those books about your favorite musos and stuff, uh, musicians and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. uh, they got no plan. They got no plan B, <laughs> so they die, die. Yeah. They die, they must do music. You know that. that you know, I mean, yeah. they they are inter- obviously they are interested in some. I mean, they have talent in them as well. So they and they they really have no idea. Like, oh, what do you want to do if it's not for music? They can't answer that question at all because it has never, you know, it's not a thing for them because there must be music. Otherwise, sure cannot really. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and. But it's, for them, it's different, uh, different yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, it's different a different culture as well. But, uh, you know, upbring- different upbringing, everything mm. is different. So it's just hard to compare to. But I have to say, like, even the current uh, musicians that we've met, like, even though they are working and doing their own music at night or on the side, they have a full-time job that is related to music. Mm. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, and very rarely... I meet um, musicians who does music full time, but most of them are string ensembles or wind uh, musicians. Mm, yeah, classical, so the classical right. musicians does it full time, but like singers, for them to do music full time, singer songwriter, when I look at them and they tell me that, my heart, I feel like excited, uh, yeah. but at the same time, it fills me with anxiousness. Like, will this person? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I would say getting funding is one. Not in terms of like, okay, maybe not funding, maybe like getting support. That's one. And because I, when I was in the, when I was in the UK, I realized how easy it is to just throw up a gig. You know, that kind of thing. You can just, uh, and also because the the universe the, the actual university that I was at it mm. you there's a what's the thing at RP resource center it's similar like resource center you can just loan instruments mm. oh, you right. can loan anything right. cool yeah and, which which uni was this uh, in the this was Falmouth University it's like south of England right and the cool thing is that you can loan for like a week that kind of thing mm. like, like instruments. If anything happens. Instruments like drum sets, right, really? like PA systems, all this and that. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, and wow. And most most of the people wow. there, they, they they drive. So what they do, they just mm-hmm. loan the instruments. They they load it up at their their garage or their backyard, and then mm-hmm. just open the gig, and then just they just charge like five pounds at the at the gate. Wow. And 
you can't do that in Singapore, mm. firstly, because uh, you, yeah. you don't have, we, we don't have the, we can't afford to loan equipments for a week. And two, uh, we cannot really do gigs out in the open like that because license is one thing. And then yep. Uh, yep. noise complaint is another thing. Mm. Yep, yep. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that made, that, that, that made me realize like, damn, it's actually so easy to like, just, you know, and the fact that and some of my classmates, they actually like kind of like abuse, but it's not really abuse. They make use of this system where we, where they can loan for a week, right? Yeah. So they do a tour. They drive up to ah, different cities. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. And like, in my mind, I'm like, this kind of shit you can't really do in Singapore, man. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, so that's one of the obstacles I feel as, as a musician or producer, like, you know, that right. kind of thing. Then the other one, I feel this is more like as a producer uh, standpoint, which is very similar to what you guys were talking about previously. It's uh, they only feel that uh, this is right because someone else said it, that kind of thing. Mm. So like example, like mm. uh, if, I, if I work with a singer and then they want it to sound like this because someone has really done, like shown the way that, you know, like right. this, this type of melody or this I want to use this type of sound I want to use this right. type of chord progression because maybe like Ariana Grande does it or like uh, Justin Bieber does it that kind of thing it's like success models like, you know that kind right, of thing right right yeah then in my mind like okay nothing wrong with that but mm. I feel the biggest obstacle for a lot of uh, Singaporean musicians even for myself is that they don't really study the like yes it's good to have Idols to people you look up to, like who's your who's your favorite musician and all mm. that. But I feel like it's just it's more than that, you know. Like your favorite musician has a favorite musician as well, you know. Right. That kind of yes, thing. Like, yes. So it's like a lot yeah. of a lot of uh, producers or musicians they don't understand that. Like for maybe like for a singer, like let's say you like Ariana Grande, you mm. know, like they're going to find out who Ariana Grande's favorite singer is, you know, Amy Winehouse, then I get Aretha Franklin, that kind of thing. Right. So I feel like a lot of them mm. they 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 just stop. At where, like like yeah, and then they don't yep. really understand like the the background the background and history and why Arna Grande is like that that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they feel like and a lot of I notice people and there are people who actually have this mentality, the sounds they make, the the, the melodies they create are is you can tell like they have been inspired you can you can see the inspiration behind it but it's something fresh because they mm. they go back to the root source and then they switch it up their own mm. rather than just going just you know just straight straight up biting like uh I don't know like Justin Bieber or like Sharon that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah so that's like the obstacle that I see in trying to push the music scene as a music producer yeah. and the annoying thing is because yeah. I've been trying to like because uh, when you're in a room with a with an artist communication is key right so yeah. uh, it's very hard to get through their head they 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 just want like the fastest way to success you know they just want to like will this sell will this get a million streams right that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah I'm like I mean, everybody has their everybody has different purposes in doing music. Like some people really just want to do it for the fame. Nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like an art form. You know, if it, if it doesn't like resonate with 
how you feel, then what's the point of doing it, right? You're just doing it to just get a million streams, that kind of thing. It's yeah. just the same thing as Instagram, like getting likes, that kind of thing. Your photo may, your, <laughs> your photo may be distorted, blurry as hell, but like, you get a million likes, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's, I think that's one of the biggest obstacles. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, here's the here's the thing. I'm gonna put it to you guys. As well. I mean, you know, considering the fact that actually, uh, because technology is, you know, is has made it quite easy, lah, right? You 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 can do a you can like you were saying you you can just record at home with yeah. somebody from overseas. Mm. It doesn't matter. You don't need huh. to go to a physical studio. You know, you don't have and, and all the costs that that's involved in all. Like you were saying, like you know, you don't have to fly to somewhere else, yeah. pay all that on money and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So. That has made it easier, right? And yeah. and and the fact that mm. the fact that you can also kind of so called do your own promos mm. like online and all that kind of stuff, it, it, that's easier, right? But you know, so isn't that it, can that can can't that be used as a as a, a a better tool? Like I don't need a I don't need to have a full on marketing campaign yeah. per se, like last time mm. had billboards, la, yeah. all the posters stick everywhere last time, you know. The kind yeah, of I agree. Just have to yeah. They say like if you can do everything on yourself, you basically you you don't have to pay anybody yeah, to yeah. do things for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem with that is that um, yes, the technology has given us all the tools, but that also means that everybody levels up. So then you have more competition. Yep, I agree. Yeah. So then it becomes harder for people to find you because everybody's doing the same yep. thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, the challenge. Lah. That's the other side of the coin. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting though because there are some local artists who really step up mm. their game. Like mm. not only them promoting their music and their album, they also promote their art, their creative process through various ways like TikTok right, videos right. or mm. illustrations on their Instagram. So like as a musician, you cannot just be good only at music. You must mm. also be good with graphic designing and social media and illustration. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, like, like this mean, social media is the is the biggest market. That's true. I mean, like for, I mean, so for it, well, in terms of that, like, can maybe who do you guys? Because um, you you've done production, you've met all these different musicians as well. Like, who do you think is is could be like the? I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. The next big hope kind of thing, lah. Like, who who do you see as as uh, you know? It, since you since like Ray, you talk to all these young mm. musicians. But yeah, it's, so in in your view, like who do you who do you think has the chops, the potential? Potential. Let's talk about the the cool potential. No pressure. No pressure. Okay, from from my my totally biased love for this musician, Cravism has a potential. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> okay, but other than that, on the other person, I was just. Um, one of the artists who I feel has potential, I was just talking to Kravis the other day about this. Um, Kiana, have you heard about Kiana? No, Kiana. No. She, she, she's, she's very young, but um, you know when you see somebody and like, you see them perform and how they, they're just being authentically themselves mm-hmm. and you just know that like, this person is going to be like the next big thing. Okay. 
Yeah. So that that's my just like gut yeah. feeling because like the other person who I was rooting for was actually Jane oh, okay. Seizure. Like I have been her biggest fan since like right. forever. And the reason why um, she got more notice is also because of the creative content that she has been putting out on social media for and how she market herself mm. and brand herself. That's how she got the audience and how she been mm. noticed by listeners and like the whole world. Yeah. Okay. How do you spell Kiana's name? K-E. Let me just double check to be safe. Kiana. K-E-Y-A-N-A. So Instagram is Hey Kiana. Ken, Ken, how about yourself, Kravis? Uh, who do I think will make it big? Yeah. Uh, obviously, Ray. Ayo, stop it. Stop it. Yeah, obviously, Ray. I, okay, for, for, like main, for like the mainstream like media, I think Ray definitely stands a chance. But uh, making big in the underground scene, uh, there's this rapper called Mary Sue. Because the rapping scene, you know, it's, it's always underground. Then when you make it above underground, you, you start to you lean more towards like pop music or like hip-hop music mm-hmm. that is like pop. Right, yeah. You know? Which is dope, you know, because it's very hard to break, break through from because all, all the hip-hop acts they come from the underground, you know. Yeah. Then for, for locally, yeah. it's like Faiz um, Jabba, Young Raja, those guys. Mm-hmm. So like, like, those guys really, they're already out there, you know, like, like Rajit has a track with Snoop Dogg, that's, that's pretty dope. Yep. Picking dope, yep. actually. <laughs> uh, but for <laughs> upcoming, I would say Abang Sapao and Mary Sue, these two guys, you know, very, 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 very unique flow. Like, the moment I hear the voice, I know this is them. You know? Ah, okay, yeah. So they are, they are producers? Or? They are rappers, they are rappers. But the cool rappers. thing is, this, this guy, Mary Sue, he makes his own beats as well. So he's like two-in-one, two-in-one right. scene. For Abang Sapao, he, I think he, he has a lot of potential. He's very young. Mary Sue is also very young. So Abang Sapao, oh. I think he, he has worked with like Charlie Lim. Uh, okay. Who else has he worked with? I think he's done with, I think pretty much some of the, because he, I think he's part of Def Jam, Southeast Asia. So he has, oh, he has, some, right? he has okay. some songs with, or maybe he's been working with some of them. So it's pretty, pretty huge. And he's young. I think he haven't go NS or something like that. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, oh, so that's, that's for like rapping. So for like the hip hop scene. Uh, for like the modern pop scene, there's this guy called Howard. Oh my god! I was about to say his name. Yeah, uh, his name is Howard Chan. He goes by the name Howie. He okay. Is very very underground, but he sounds like an Asian usher. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, okay. It, okay. yeah, it sounds really good. I have a, I have a couple of tracks with him. So like, I'm just waiting for him to, you know, like, cause he's a producer as well, and right. the stuff, and he's a good producer, and I have a couple of songs with him. But for, but all this while, like the songs I have with him is in a vault because he says he doesn't really see himself as a singer. He wants to be a producer. Now, like, okay, mm-hmm. I, res- I respect that. I, we will not release this song. Let's just keep it in our vault. But recently, I heard from him that he, he wants to, you know, try and be an artist. So, I'm very excited to see what he has come up with. Uh, so, he's un- unsigned? He's, he's, he's unsigned. Uh, but the fun, the, the, he's unsigned, but he, last year, he actually got to go to Big Hit Entertainment as a producer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. BTS, the label under BTS. So he was under like a three-month yeah. trial or something like that. 
yeah, to go mm. there and like learn. Yeah, that was wow. pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's like the next big thing. Okay. Cool, oh, cool. Okay, yeah, that, that's that, that's quite interesting. So, guys, if you uh, those listening in, you guys can also go and check them out. Merisu, Abang Sapao, Jean Seizure, and Kiana. So I'm just looking at the Kiana on the Instagram. She looks very interesting. I was like, huh? <laughs> mm? <laughs> you haven't heard her sing or right, perform exactly. yet? Exactly. No. So I just don't okay. know. <laughs> doesn't your gut say something? It says something. And this is just visually. <laughs> yeah. You just need to kind of add on the, the, the audio side. Then, yeah. Could be a double mm. whammy there. Double whammy there. That's true, that's true. I'm just waiting for her new music to, to, to come out. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Oh, yeah. But there is also one place, I wouldn't say um, um, an artist, but like a studio called Sela Studio. That's one of the, is it, would I call it a space? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a recording studio slash space. Yeah. Where you can um, watch gigs live. Mm. What's it mm. called again? How do you spell it? Sela. S A Y L A H. Oh, Sela. Ah, okay. Mm. Okay. So where is this? Where is this located? It's the Pai Leba. One is zero Pai Leba Road, if I remember correctly. What? Steady Labra. Address. Address. Yeah, I mean this is the the way to go, la. I mean we've always kind of for our underground scene, especially right. Uh, mm. You know, especially in Singapore, space is a premium, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, if you can kind of like have jamming studios, which kind of double up as a kind of makeshift performing space. I mean, we've always we've always had that, right? Mm. Uh, over the years and all that. Yeah. So I remember I played at, uh, years ago, Room Full of Blues, 20 years ago. Oh, right. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Room Full of Blues. It was when it was so still, it was uh, set, is it? still... No, no, not that one. The one that is McPherson. That oh, the McPherson was, one. Right, right. Uh, yeah, when it was a jamming one, yeah. studio. Yes, It was a yes. jamming studio. I mean, even back in our day also, like, you talk about platforms, there were only like the pubs as a regular place that you can play. You can't do, you can't do like full-on gigs except at the substation, which they will allow what, indie music. Before Esplanade and all that. Like, before Esplanade Just a way, yeah. So before Esplanade, I mean, the gigs that they used to have there were, you know, I don't know if you guys have read about this, but like they would have like whole day. <laughs> like way, way, way before, way before your time. <laughs> but it was like they start in the afternoon, maybe around lunchtime. It'll end at midnight. And yeah, anybody and everybody. Free for all is the right word to yeah, use. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a real free for all, right? It's like a all all genre. Like you go there, the if you go in the daytime, you get all the pop acts. You go at the nighttime, you get all the metal, hardcore. It's very no, funny. Okay. Like you can hear one oh, synth Yeah, you can, yeah, you can have one synth pop band. You can have one synth pop band playing and then hardcore trash. And then some like alt rock or indie rock. And now that's, you know... Yeah, heavy metal and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's really funny. Those, it's like, those it's are the days. Like, well, I cannot wrap my head around it. You guys have been going on this journey for a while, a few years at least, right? Um, what would you say is like the best thing or the worst thing about this whole thing, this whole music journey? Okay, the best thing for me is I get to meet people. I think that's pretty mm. cool. Like people from different backgrounds, people from different genres, you know, understanding right. the 
get to know their their views on music or like how music should be that kind of thing. I think that's pretty cool with an open mind. And another thing is is getting to play live and then you see people, you know, like really yeah. enjoy your music. Yeah, that's mm, yeah. that's that's, yeah. that's that's really nice. It's a nice feeling. Uh, it always it always uh yeah. it always be a nice thing performing live. Yeah. I remember like yeah. the the first yeah. time after uh, COVID and that the live right. performance are back. Yeah, it felt so good. So <laughs> we always say we are applause junkies. The the bad thing I feel the bad thing about music I feel that sometimes it can burn you out. You know, it gets yeah. very tiring. Because uh, right, you right. run out of ideas. I I I believe I if I say if I say, saying this I speak for a lot of people. You know sometimes if you have this thing you just want to stop doing music. You just want to find other hobbies. Yeah. I think it applies to any art form. Even for mm. me in, in breaking in dancing, I also say that to myself. Oh, I want to quit dancing. Then for music, oh, I want to quit music. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, it can get very mm-hmm. draining sometimes. Mm. You can yeah. Do you use it? Let's say I I don't want to do I don't want to produce music today I'll just go and like you know do some dancing and stuff like that yeah so that's that's how I I, I cope if I oh, feel okay. I feel very like burnt out from dancing I'll just sit down and make music if I feel very uh, burnt out from that I'll do that which there, it actually happens sometimes that like, I burn out from both because both are very similar right dancing dance and music they're like bread and butter right you have to dance mm. with music and the music it makes you want to feel make you, make you feel like you're dancing so there yeah. are actually times where I feel I'm burnt out from both so what I do is I try to find something else to do like cooking oh, okay. something yeah. therapeutic yeah, so that's the I would say I'm pretty good. <laughs> Ray is giving a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> he is an amazing yeah. cook. Like yeah. ever since I dated him, like I have uh-huh. never cooked. Okay, maybe I got cooked when he was sick, but like all the while, seven and a half years, guys. Travis does the cooking. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only asked that because I want to get invited nice. over for makan. That's all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then- Housewarming when we do housewarming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I'm quite proud of my cooking actually. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. For me, the best one is because I never see myself doing music like at all. If you ask me, like five years back, it's right. something that's completely different. But like, I mean, it's a sure good feeling when you produce something and people come up to you and like, hey, your song is so catchy, mm. or your own manager goes up to you and points towards you and say, you are a superstar, you know? It, it, yeah. So I think that's definitely the best part. But the best part is learning the process of song making. Mm. I felt that me and my producer who was working with, on the three originals with me, his name is Sir Kai, we had therapy sessions. That it felt like a therapy session. Mm. <laughs> so like just sharing our thoughts, the past, writing down to lyrics, saying what's work, what doesn't work, what word best describe the image or the thought or emotion I have with it like right. nobody knows how much work goes to writing songs mm. like my family they come from a background of not the art scene so to them it's it's something that's really new it looks fun all the while you are singing while you're right, dancing right. you're acting yeah. so like why you come back home you're so stressed or like this is the industry <laughs> you why are you complaining? Well, job fun, why? I mean, yeah, it looks fun, but do you know how much work goes behind yeah. it? I'm not right. asking for your one 
support or your love, you know, but just like, hey, every every job has its challenges and stresses. Mm. So it would be great if, you know, we can shed this stereotype of it being fun and easy and that creativity just flow out easily. It's, it requires a lot of work. And when creativity burns out, it's, it's brutal. Mm. So that's something like, you know, when you are, a singer and then when there's like family events and then you're like hey you singer <laughs> oh my god like, yeah you just don't want to you know yeah yep. that's why i try to avoid yeah. family events <laughs> cannot cannot run away yeah same thing uh, to this day whenever any of my students find out that uh, i'm a singer songwriter Hey, sing for us, uh, Fessy. Fessy, sing for us. Uh. <laughs> you mean you don't tell them? No, it's only it's only after a while that I realize that that is a good way to kind of engage and mm. especially mm. if it's music students, right? They start right. saying, "Oh, this is you know, this is why I want to do." Then they're like, "Oh, okay." Then okay, maybe we'll listen to this guy. <laughs> maybe he's got something to say. <laughs> You cannot overdo it because when you sh- share about yourself and your accomplishment too much, right? Uh-huh. I would say the younger gen will be like a bit turned off. They're like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. your generation yeah. is there. Now it's different. Yeah, it's, a ba- yeah. it's a bit of a balance, like, yeah. I find it funny like, because like back then when I was a kid, like my mom would keep asking me to like, uh, when we go to our cousin's place, then I have to like play a piece. Like ask me to play a piece, and I, I was always very reluctant, and or like or like the my aunties would be like, "Hey, Paris, you don't piano, ah, can't play a piece for us, that kind of thing." Then, right, right, right. Now I'll be like, "Oh," but now I think about it, right? Actually, oh, I can't. I right now, I I miss that. You know, it's like I practice so much. <laughs> no, who's no one's gonna ask me to play piano for you? I practice so many <laughs> no, hours. No. You know? <laughs> That's like, funny. <laughs> so like back then, I I should be like. Okay, come let me play for you. I shouldn't be like, ah, oh, no yeah. yeah, you know, I can't. Yeah, because now, like, true. if I if I go to like someone's house, uh, with, like I say, a room filled of filled with non musicians, and there happens to be a piano there, which is very common, yeah. right? Because Asian are also then <laughs> they'll be like, a yes. part of me inside wants someone to say like, hey, Kremis, learn piano, right? show us something. <laughs> <laughs> Because like, you know, like you practice so much, you put in so much hours, at least you want to like, yeah. let people know the, the blood, certain things you've been through, you know, that kind of, just a bit, not say not trying to like show off, but like, just mm. prove a point, you know, that, you know, music is not easy, you know, <laughs> you know? yeah, so that's, that's how true, I feel. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's different though, like if you, you have an instrument, but you don't play it often. And somebody comes to your place and start playing music for you. I mean, it's nice. But yeah. then, right, if you are living with a musician, right, there is never silence. Never. That's what noise cancelling. That's what noise cancelling headphones are for. Correct. And like, as much as I want to shuffle, take turn song genres, right? Cannot. Always because he controls all the music. <laughs> I have no say. Sometimes I'm not feeling this vibe, but it's like he's just jamming to it and I feel bad if I want to switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> How much I love you though. <laughs> uh, come on, man. <laughs> but do you want to hear like what is his like um the songs that he listens to? Like what? What what kind yeah. of music you listen to? Huh? Yeah, Carvis, what kind of songs? You like to listen to, uh, like, example, this evening. Oh, uh, it's just very vulgar, that's all. It's basically, uh, it's, 
it's basically Af- African-American music, uh, which is very vulgar, you know, for sex, for drugs. Yeah. Which is very normal. Yeah, which is very normal. Yeah. But Ray is like, oh my god, you know, what am I hearing? Yeah. I can appreciate the love song. So last year, it was just web uh, for you all the way. Uh. Yeah! <laughs> it's similar to that. Like, the lyrics-wise is like W-A-P. I cannot even say the word. That's yeah. how about it is. Yeah. Like, I'm a very... Very chill. Especially, like especially very... all those rappers who like to brag. Yeah, I like it though. That's the genre, yo. That's the genre. No, a lot of bragging is all it, bragging. It, whenever I, I, I feel like, <laughs> you know, I don't have a lot of confidence, I'll go listen to this sort of music because they, they are like <laughs> saying it for me. I can't say that, so... That's true, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 they yeah. are doing the job for me. Then I just listen like, oh, yes, I'm going to get this money. <laughs> <laughs> just to like self-boost my confidence a bit. Yeah. But do you think it's music that any Singaporean can do? What do you mean? Like, like if a Singaporean singer-songwriter or like a rapper does songs about women, um, sex, and money, like, how will our general audience in Singapore react to it? Like, will it be like, Kravis, like, oh my god, yeah! Or like, will it be like, oh my god, too much? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I can it, tell you that. Yeah, I can't really time, do that in Singapore. La, yeah, I don't of, think I don't think Singapore start doing gangster rap, you know, in Singapore it's like it's a bit weird. La. Forget it. <laughs> hey, can't even do can't even regular proper like old school hip hop. <laughs> what are you talking about gangster rap? Yeah, CID, CID, so nobody can do it. Lyrics. Yeah. Maybe one day Singapore will be open to it when our industry grows. I don't know how that's far what, that that's is. That's why I like that's why I like I like that, I like that kind of unbridled optimism. <laughs> Travis can start planting the seeds now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what you think of me, but it seems you only think of things you see as in the light of bleed. Where do you see yourselves, you know, in, in five years' time mm. doing this kind of thing? Would you still be, do you see yourself still, you know, pushing on? Yeah, for sure, man. You know, five years. Fires is very fast. Yeah. Fires is like a blink of an eye if you think about it. Okay, okay. La. Then, then let's go. Let's go 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. <laughs> la, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. I'll, I, th- I think I'll still be doing music. People always ask me this question uh, for dance. And then I'll tell them like, I'll stop dancing and I'll still be doing music because for dancing, you know, your body will yeah. take over. But for right. music, you know, uh, unless your ears take over, la, you know, that kind of thing. But I'll just keep doing as 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 long as I, if I still can do it as long as I can still hear, I can still move mm. a mouse and and type keyboard, <laughs> and my feet can press pedal. I'll still make music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you see, but you think about it, right? Ten ten years ago, the technology is very different from ten years like now. Yeah, yeah. Ten oh, years yeah, later, yeah. there might be like more something new to the the game, the the the, the music production technology that will make it feel like everything is brand new again, you know, mm. so it feels like I'm learning music again. AI lah, AI la, definitely. Yeah, right now, right now, AI is just everywhere, mm. so you might never mm. know. Yeah, you, even, might, you, you might not even need singers in the future anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure yeah. that's going to happen. <laughs> that, that might happen, yes. <laughs> That's true, that's true. Oh, man. I'm a very optimistic person. So like, no matter what people say, I feel like every... Um, 
everything that you do, if it plays a part, it will add like no matter how small a step, mm-hmm. it's still a step. And like, it really depends on, you know, you never know what will happen in life. That that step could grow bigger, could go faster. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's progress, I still count it as a success. Yeah. Very optimistic, huh? sometimes too much. Lah. <laughs> Oh, never mind, never mind. We need more people like this. We need more yep. people like it's this. It's never growing, lah. <laughs> yeah, but like ten years from now, I I believe that our talent cell will continue to grow. And to be honest, the younger generations in Singapore are definitely more open in mm. comparison to like the generations our age and above. Right. So, and art will be a very important thing in mm. the future. Yeah. Because it has always been important, but just that self-awareness isn't there. Yeah, maybe, and maybe mm-hmm. who knows? We can tell that our artists are good without having other people from outside tell us that they're yeah. good. That'd be good. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> you may say I'm a dream. Okay, never mind. I'll stop that. <laughs> Sorry, copyright. <laughs> cannot, cannot do too much. <laughs> okay. And on that optimistic note, I want to say thank you. <laughs> Kravitz and Ray thank you. thanks for yeah. taking time out I know you guys you, you guys have busy schedules and stuff like that so really thanks for, for taking time out to, to come and chat man. yeah yeah. I'd like to say that you know it's good to see you Kravitz and hey, uh, it warms my heart to, <laughs> to see how how far you've progressed you know uh, from 10 years ago yeah I mean it's always good because you know as a teacher you always hope for the best for your students mm. so it's always so encouraging you know to see how how well you've done. Hey, hey, Kevin, give him give him your new music and ask him to do something. <laughs> yeah. remix, remix, do remix, do remix. Do remix, do remix. <laughs> yeah, do remix of your of your new songs. Yeah. You can reissue the album out again. <laughs> I think last last year or two years ago, like uh I went down to RP to do like an interview for okay. with, like uh with Drew Chen. Ah, Drew. Drew. Okay. okay. Yeah, because he's a lecturer there, right? And I'm friends with yeah. Drew, so like he invited me as a as an alumni to like mm, okay, cool to give a talk, but it's not in front of students. It's like recorded because of COVID back then to give oh, like okay, okay. yeah. So like he asked me questions like how is it like uh during my time in poly and whatever I learned, you know, like how did I apply in the industry? I think it was like for open house or like. For the graduating oh, okay. students or for Sony Arts or something like that. I can't really find it. Uh, yeah, for DSC. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, I mean, like, if people want to find out mm. about your music and stuff like that, where can, where can, they, where can they search for you guys? Uh, you can find me on Spotify, Crevice with an M at the back, Crevism. Okay. You have, you have a website, like Crevism.com, right? Yeah, that's that's my website, but I think I haven't updated that for like for very long. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, me. I think mostly it's Spotify, but uh, I feel like I update my SoundCloud more. Oh, okay. SoundCloud. I I, okay. I I still see myself as a beat maker. Yeah, right. Because because Spotify is like I see myself as an artist, but. As a beat maker, like in the underground scene, I'm very active mm, on there. Yeah. I upload beats once in a while. Okay. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah and okay, also because okay. like SoundCloud, you can just upload. I don't even worry about sample clearance and all that. You know. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's That's just true. like pra- it's just like practice beats, like stuff that I make to practice. I just upload and let people hear. 
That kind of yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like work, work in progress and things like that. Mm, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so you can okay. you can find me on there, SoundCloud, Cravism, and Spotify also. Yeah. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll put the links in the show notes as well for that. Yeah. Ray, can people find you on the interwebs? Well, I am very, I'm only high, like, active on Instagram at so.rayray. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I feel like having too many um, platforms is very hard to maintain. So I try to maintain just one, okay. which is just Instagram. Okay. Yeah. But I heard of, you know, in the future, I will be on Spotify, I will be on YouTube or TikTok. Mm. So I'm taking it day by day. You know, if it, if it happens, fantastic, you know. <laughs> but like, if it doesn't, then that's fine too. Okay, okay. Yeah, we'll put the links to, to Ray and Crevis in the show notes so you guys can mm-hmm. go and check out the, the stuff that they put out. Uh, yeah, thanks so much again, guys, for coming Thank on you. City Rock. Thank man. you so much. All right. Great. Thanks for having yeah, us. Man. Yeah, we should go and get Thank you for such a... Hey, wow, like that, it will be for hours, no? I, like this, this whole time here for this podcast has been very wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for Thanks for having us. us. We'll be seeing you then. Bye guys. Uh, bye, bye guys. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so like basically, you know, I, I didn't think that uh, it would be with with someone that I had some connection with, some history with. So yeah. So that that is like I said, lah. I mean, it's a very encouraging thing. I mean, ten years. So in ten years, I think he also went to La Salle and things like that. Right. right, so it's yeah. it's great because like you know in Singapore as we have been talking about Singapore is a difficult uh, place to really kind of pursue music. So whenever you see anyone, especially someone whom you've taught, you know, actually kind of go on to really do music seriously and be successful, with it it really is very encouraging, and it does feel good now to to kind of see that really really does. You are like the the Robin Williams and <laughs> Dead Boy yeah. Society. <laughs> no, and, and, it, and it's also cute because you know you see the two of them, and you know Ray is a very very charismatic character. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I'll be I interested find. to see whether she really, I mean, because now she does like what doing like what we are doing, right? We're just talking to people, and she does all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. But I'll be interested to to see whether she wants to take a further step into that whole. Yeah, I mean, she's quite thing. quite natural. Like, you listen to her; hmm. she's very natural, effervescent, you know, charismatic, everything. You definitely, you know, can 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 be very successful in the media, this kind of entertainment and that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She, she's she's so minded. Yeah. 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 So I mean, you know, so often on Lion City Rock, we, we are looking at the past. So mm. uh, it's good to you know actually look at uh, musicians and artists who are really about, about the future. <laughs> yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. I totally agree. A bit of a change. A bit of a change, but it's good. <laughs> it feels good to also know that yeah, Singapore music scene you know has a future, right? And yeah. Out, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we should we should also see whether we can get any of their recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, the so that kind of again shows us that you know there's a lot of people out there still mm. and uh, this is not something that's closed yep yep definitely yep. and uh, so, speaking about like you know looking to the future go and get go and get the Time Flies album okay yeah, I don't stream. know yeah stream it listen to it just yeah. just get 
just get that into your veins and don't forget don't forget to to like and subscribe to this podcast lah yep. i mean yeah. you know if you're listening to this for the first time hi welcome and you know tell all your friends about it if you like it if you don't like it also just tell your friends about it because yeah. you know who knows they may like it yeah and uh, i guess that's it man until Thank the next time we'll see you yep. take care ciao